Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through some of the top waiver wire targets going into week five of the NFL season. So I'm going to be talking about five players at every single position. And these are going to be players who are owned in 50% or fewer leagues. And I'm going to be using the ESPN waiver wire to get that number. And while you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. This could be about the video, waiver wires, trade advice, start sits, anything fantasy football related, drop a comment down below and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's just get right into the waiver wire players and I'm going to start it off with the running back position. And it really seems like this guy's in this video every single week. It's going to be Kenneth Gainwell here. He is owned in 24.7% of leagues. He saw eight targets in week four, and I'm just going to go through his touches by game. So he's had 11, eight, four, and then nine. So he has been a factor in every single game. He has 13 targets on the season. If you own Miles Sanders, you need to have Kenneth Gainwell as a handcuff. And I think he's kind of establishing himself as a player who could be a potential flex play you know, maybe you have a running back on by, maybe your other guy's injured. He is someone who has a decent amount of standalone value going forward. So I really like him here as a pickup. And just so you guys know, these players are not in any order. You know, I don't think it's kind of fair to rank these guys one, two, three, four, five, because every team can need a different type of player. You know, you may need a handcuff. You may need a riskier player. You take a flyer on. So it's just five players you should be watching. And the next one is going to be Latavius Murray, owned in 34.1% of leagues. Tyson Williams was inactive for this game, so it really looks like they're going to be using Latavius Murray going forward. Obviously, they're going to be using you know two, maybe even three backs on a per-game basis, but it looks like Murray is going to be the number one. He saw 18 carries here in week four, and a running back for the Baltimore Ravens, who is getting that many opportunities, just should not be on the waiver wire moving forward. And then we have JD McKissick here, who barely qualified for this video, owned in 49.4% of leagues. He went out and had a great week four performance, 15 rushing yards, five receptions, 44 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. In McKissick's four games this season, he's had two games where he's just balled out, got a ton of receiving work, and put up, you know, really solid startable numbers. And then the other two, he's basically been non-existent. It really kind of seems like you're just going to have to pick your matchups here with JD McKissick. You know, if he's going to be getting some work in the two-minute drills, you know, at the end of the halves, or just in situations where the Washington football team is down, that's when they're going to have J.D. McKissick in on obvious passing opportunities. That's what we saw today. They were trying to come back the entire game, and that led to J.D. McKissick getting a lot of work. The next guy here is Damian Williams, owned in 10.4% of leagues, and he is on here because David Montgomery suffered a knee injury towards the end of the Bears game today. It's not believed to be serious, so we're probably not looking at like an ACL tear or anything, but he could still miss a few weeks with this injury, and then you'd be getting, you know, an RB1 on the Bears in Damian Williams for a few weeks, and that's definitely something who should be owned moving forward. And then this last slot here was pretty difficult to fill out. You know, I could have gone with a few handcuffs who had solid days, but I ended up going with Brandon Bolden from the Patriots, owned in just 1.4% of leagues, but it really looks like he is going to be taking over that James White role. James White out for the season, and Brandon Bolden came in six receptions, 51 yards. I just think Bolden is more of a player 
who probably has standalone value. You know, you don't need an injury for Brandon Bolden to be getting opportunities. He looked good in that receiving role. So in deeper leagues, I do not think he would be a bad pickup. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. And I'm going to start it off here with Emmanuel Sanders, owned in 44.4% of leagues. He just continues to get opportunities. He has six or more targets in all four games this season. He is a top weapon for Josh Allen. This Bills offense is going to continue putting up points. So he is definitely someone who should be owned in over 50% of leagues. Next up, it's going to be Darnell Mooney, also owned in just over 40% of leagues. He is averaging 6.5 targets per game. He went off for five receptions, 125 yards in the Bears week four win. And it honestly looks like he is Justin Fields' favorite target. He way out-targeted Allen Robinson in this game. And I know it is hard to trust this Bears offense, but if they can get it clicking at all, Darnell Mooney is a guy who is going to be a factor moving forward. Next up, it is Jameson Crowder, who made his debut here in week four. He's owned in 14.2% of leagues, and he saw nine targets for seven receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Jamison Crowder's, I think, going to be a guy who's going to have a lot of volume moving forward. We saw Braxton Berrios have some success early in the season here with Zach Wilson, and Jamison Crowder is basically just going to take over that role, and he's a better player than Braxton Berrios. So I do think he can be very involved and command a really solid target share moving forward. After Crowder, we have another staple of this video here. Tim Patrick owned in 34.4% of leagues. He did not play well week four, nothing super impressive, but he is still averaging 12.1 PPR points per game this season in four games. I still think he's the wide receiver too behind Cortland Sutton ever since Jerry Judy was out. And so even though he didn't play well in week four, I still think he's going to have some nice production moving forward. And then for this last slot, I cheated. I included two Arizona Cardinals wide receivers. First one here, AJ Green owned in 27.2% of leagues. And then Christian Kirk owned in 38% of leagues. Green has improved his point total every single week. So in PPR scoring, week one, 4.5 points, then week two, 13.4, week three, 16.2, and then here in week four, 17.7. And he's been targeted exactly six times every single game. So he's going to be getting that work. Similar to Emmanuel Sanders, you're just going to want pieces of these high scoring offense. So I do like Green moving forward, really as long as he can stay healthy. And then also Christian Kirk, he did not play well week four. There's no denying it, but sometimes that's just going to happen on these teams who have a ton of weapons. He's still averaging 13.1 points per game, and I think it's still very well possible he is the wide receiver too moving forward. So that's going to wrap it up for the wide receivers, which means we are on to the quarterbacks. And the first guy here has to be Daniel Jones, owned in just over 32% of leagues. This is just really disrespectful to Danny Dimes. He's averaging 23.5 points per game this season. I know he didn't play well in week three, but that was with, you know, all of his receivers playing injured or going down in the middle of the game. He went out and put up 26.8 points on the Saints defense, who had been crazy impressive, and that was without Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. So I really like Daniel Jones moving forward, and he really has impressed so far this season. Another guy who's been great to start off the year, Sam Darnold owned in exactly 18% of leagues. He's averaging 23.7 points per game. He's leading the league in rushing touchdowns, 
and the worst passing game he's had so far was 279 yards. So he has just been super consistent and should be owned in many more leagues. Another player who should be owned in more leagues, Taylor Heineke. He's only owned in 9.7% of them, but he is averaging 23.1 points per game in the three games he started. They're really letting him air it out and he's just proved to be a big time playmaker. We finally saw Trey Lance get some work at the quarterback position this week. Jimmy G got injured at the end of the first half. So Trey Lance basically played the entire second half at the quarterback position. And it's very possible that Jimmy G is going to be out for a few weeks. And if he's even out for one, two weeks, Trey Lance could very easily come in and just take over that starting job. Like I mentioned, he only played one half and put up 20.4 points. He's someone who's going to have that rushing upside. And even Kyle Shanahan kind of came out and said that this game plan was not designed for Trey Lance. So if they can get him really using his legs moving forward, he probably has the most upside of any of these waiver wire quarterbacks. So I love Trey Lance moving forward and his ownership really should skyrocket. And then the last guy here is going to be Matt Ryan. It was kind of tough to find someone for this you know, number five slot. He's owned in 29.6% of leagues. He hasn't looked good to start off the season, but he is averaging 39.8 pass attempts per game. You love to see that overall volume from the quarterback position, and he's going up against the Jets next week. So that is a solid matchup, and hopefully he can keep this momentum rolling. He had a really nice week four performance, but now we are on to the tight end position, and I'm gonna start it off here with Dawson Knox. His ownership has to shoot up this week only owned in 19.3% of leagues. He is averaging 13.4 PPR points per game. He has four receiving touchdowns. And I know that's not gonna be sustainable throughout the whole season, but if you're gonna be targeting these waiver wire tight ends, you really should be looking for these players who are going to be on good offenses. In fact, all five of the tight ends I'm going to talk about are a part of some top tier offenses because you just do like to have that touchdown upside. The next guy is going to be Dalton Schultz, owned in 20.9% of leagues. He's averaging 14.5 points per game, 5.8 targets per game. So he's getting that volume, and you know he's going to have that touchdown upside playing for the Cowboys. Then it's going to be Tyler Conklin, who is owned in just over 22% of leagues. He also has seen some solid volume this season, 5.5 targets per game. This Vikings offense is going to be very solid moving forward. So I just like that overall involvement from Conklin. And then next up, it is Zach Ertz. He really kind of had a slow start to the season. I really liked him at his price coming into the year. You know, I kind of faded off of him just because he wasn't showing much, but he is owned in 16.4% of leagues and has seen 15 targets in the last two games. That is great opportunity for Zach Ertz. And in those two games, averaging 13.7 points per game. He had a solid week four performance and actually had a touchdown called back. So it could have been even better. Hopefully he can continue to build on this. And it does just look like they are committed to using Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. They're both getting their opportunities. They're both scoring points. So that's great for both of those guys owners moving forward. The last tight end here, Max Williams, owned in only 3.2% of leagues. After putting up a goose egg in week one, he is averaging 13 PPR points per game in the last three. Another player attached to a solid offense is going to have that touchdown upside. You know, I wouldn't be jumping out of my seat to go acquire Max Williams, but maybe he's on a waiver wire in one of your deeper leagues. 
that's definitely someone to look out for. And now the last position group, the defenses. Honestly, this is kind of looking like a rough week to stream defenses. I personally always get my defenses off the waiver wire, but there's kind of slim pickings this week. I'm going to start it off with the Raiders, who are 11.8% owned. They're going up against the Bears. This is a Bears team that has struggled so far. They don't really have an identity. If David Montgomery is out, that's definitely going to hurt them. So I think the Raiders could be a decent streaming team this week. Then I have the Lions, owned in 16.7% of leagues. They're just on here because they have a really nice matchup here against the Lions. Hopefully they can exploit that. Then the Falcons, and it may seem crazy to have the Falcons on this list. They're owned in only 1.3% of leagues, and the defense as a whole has been terrible. But like I said, there's just not a lot of top streaming options this week. And this is definitely a situation where you're kind of playing into the matchup, not the overall skill of the defense. They're going up against the New York Jets. Zach Wilson definitely played better in week four, but that was also a very shorthanded Titans team. So I still think, you know, the Falcons defense can get some turnovers off this Jets team and it could be a potential stream. Then I have the Panthers just barely qualified for this video, owned in 49.9% of leagues. They are facing off against the Eagles. And before, you know, having a pretty rough game here in week four against the Cowboys, they were on fire as a defense. The Eagles haven't been an exceptional offense, so potentially, you know, they could make some big plays. And then the last defense here is going to be the Bears, owned in 19.2% of leagues. And after putting up a very weak week one performance against the Rams, they've bounced back and looked pretty solid overall as a defense. This isn't a great matchup against the Raiders. The Raiders offense has been pretty solid to start off the season. This is more of a situation where the Raiders probably aren't one of these super elite offenses and the Bears overall are a pretty capable defense. But like I mentioned, wouldn't really love that matchup. But that is going to wrap it up for this video. Those are my top waiver wire targets going into week five of the NFL season. If you guys enjoyed this content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your fantasy football questions down below in the comment section. Stay tuned. I'm going to be putting out my buy low and sell high trade videos later today. So look out for those. But that's all I have for you guys right now. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.